This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today, we are looking at the special education silo and some other stuff found in Special Ed World. Now, in this podcast, as the title says, I'm addressing the special education system, which I refer to as a silo. And I'll explain this a minute in a minute. However, a disclaimer up front. In this podcast, I am not referring to any particular school, school district, university, or teacher preparation program. I am only addressing the larger field of special education, which I call a special education silo. So let's take a look at the special education silo. I used to describe special education as a field, as in the field of special education. And indeed, it used to be a field. It was a field. You can see this field when reading articles from the major special education academic journals in the 1990s and very early 2000s and before. It was a field back then. Now, not a farmer's field, but a field in the wild. This kind of field is a beautiful place. It's an ecosystem with birds and other animals and a wide variety of plant life. And a field in the wild is not contained. It changes over time as new seeds and plant lives and animals interact with it. And the edges of the field evolve and change over time. Now, education is a field, the field of education. Literacy education is a field, the field of literacy or literacy education. But special education is not a field anymore. It has become a silo. A silo is a container. It contains silage. Silage is a type of fodder given to cattle and sheep during the winter when grazing's not possible. It's made from grass and corn, oats, hay, and other types of foliage that has foliage that has been cut up into little parts. This vegetative matter is put in a large vertical tube known as a silo and compressed to get all the oxygen out. Then it's allowed to ferment. The result of this is a form of pickled pasture matter that's all jumbled up and all looks the same when it comes out and cows and sheep eat it without question. Two other features of the silo which relate to special education. First, it is a vertical container, meaning more of the same matter can be piled on top. But unless the walls break, it does not expand outward. It's just more of the same. And also, sound echoes inside the silo. What's said gets repeated over and over and over. Sounds from outside the silo 
aren't heard within the silo. The silo is an apt metaphor for what used to be the field of special education. It's a silo. And you can experience silo yourself by reviewing the research articles published in the major special education journals related to reading instruction and literacy. The same direct instruction ideas get repeated over and over, piled higher and higher. Direct instruction of this and direct instruction of that, low-level skills instruction, more of the same behavior objectives. And if direct instruction is not working, well, use more direct instruction. You experience silo as well when you examine the Council for Exceptional Children's website, when you look at the CEC standards, and when you examine the CEC's high leverage practices. Silo, silo, silo. In special ed world, a teaching algorithm called direct instruction is the predominant tool used to leverage students toward measurable objectives. Now, while direct instruction has been shown to be effective for learning low-level skills, it is extremely ineffective for developing high-level thinking or understanding complex concepts and acquiring sophisticated skills. So the subsequent problem is that students in special ed world, this bizarro world, are forced fed in an interminable array of mind-numbing lessons that use direct instruction to teach low-level concepts and skills. As a result, they have few opportunities to participate in activities that would enable them to develop complex thinking and deeper understandings of things. Now, you don't have to control any variables to understand that if only low-level skills are taught, only low-level learning occurs. Thus, in special ed world, the myth of the learning disability is perpetuated by the very system designed to make it go away. The predominant use of direct instruction leveraging practices used in special ed world stands in contrast to the wide array of pedagogical practices based on a more complex understanding of human learning that has emerged from fields outside of special education in the real world where the sun shines. Here it's recognized that learning is a natural and innate human condition. As such, learning disabilities don't really exist. In fact, much of what has been labeled a learning disability is actually an educational systems disability. So let's look at research paradigms in special ed world. An examination of the major research journals in special ed provides some clues as to why the silo exists in special ed world. 
In special ed world, there's an over-reliance on a singular type of research method to the exclusion of all other types of research. This research paradigm reflects an outdated Newtonian mechanism paradigm that's used to understand and come to know reality. In this outdated world, things only exist to the extent to which they can be quantified. Here, controlled experimental research is the exclusive and epistemologically privileged way of determining causality and making claims as to what constitutes knowledge. Measuring is equated with knowing by which the illusion of certainty is constructed. This paradynamic parochialism was further confirmed by an examination of the CEC standards for evidence-based practice. This organization has declared that only quantitative data gleaned from highly controlled experimental designs are worthy of determining which pedagogical practices are evidence-based. The exclusive use of these methods to the exclusion of all other ways of seeing and knowing is detrimental to the field and is what has caused the special education silo, what creates special ed world. In special ed world, the same research methods used to study the physical world in the artificial confines of a controlled laboratory setting in a petri dish are the only methods that are used to study and make causal assertions about human beings in real-world education settings, about children in classrooms. Bacteria and petri dish is to children and classrooms. This methodological incarceration creates a narrow and distorted view of the very educational reality it seeks to examine. The result is a paradynamic peephole through which a complex world is observed. No wonder there's a special education silo. No wonder special ed world continu continues to exist. Now this is in contrast with a holistic postmodern paradigm which includes systems theory and an interconnected view of an unfolding universe based on quantum physics. Here it's recognized that any single part, any variable, can only be understood within the context of the whole. Here, out in the real world where the sun shines, reality is not comprised of fragmented parts, but of self-organizing systems that are both interactive and interdependent. All entities within this holistic reality are understood in terms of patterns and connections and interconnections and relationships. 
all of which influence each other. The research paradigm that emerges here includes a variety of methods that fully examine all of reality. This examination includes an intention to process as well as products in coming to fully understand phenomena. In this context, certainty is never achieved. Instead, uncertainty is reduced. This has been, believe it or not, the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson.